The following conversation originally aired on The Point on KPOV 88.9 FM, Community Radio of the High Desert in Bend, Oregon. The Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade ruling on January 22nd, 1973 it was, decriminalized abortion nationwide. It gave women the right to access abortion legally all across the country and freed patients to access the health care that they needed when they needed it without fear you know and as we know it's been now overturned and the challenge for women is just beginning uh, to protect their health care protect their reproductive rights so in the studio this morning is joanna dennis cook and she's the manager of the bend Healthcare center planned parenthood uh welcome to the friday edition of the point this is a very important topic so Joanna, tell our listeners a little bit about Bend Health Center and what you offer to the community. Yeah, so just real quick, I wanted to clarify something that was said at the beginning. So Planned Parenthood Columbia Willamette, which is what the Bend Health Center is part of, we're actually celebrating 60 years this year. So it's our 60-year anniversary, not 20. So yeah, the Bend Health Center opened in uh, 1998. We offer, you know, full range of reproductive health care. We see roughly 600 visits a month so we're seeing a lot of folks yeah we're just we just keep showing up every day so what kind of demand is there i mean you, you, for service do you do abortion services or yes yeah you do okay yep we it includes we do medication and uh, abortions and the in-clinic procedural abortions at the ben health center okay and what kind of demand is there Here's how I'll put it. So since the there was a ban that went into effect in Idaho um, in August of 2022, um, and since then we've seen an increase of um, 34% um, in our abortion services. So we always had a, a pretty decent demand just serving our local community, and it has increased significantly. And I understand that abortion is an available service still in Oregon and still through Planned Parenthood, but your primary services are not abortion. Correct. Vast majority of our days are spent doing contraception, doing cervical cancer screenings, doing uh, STI testing, you know, the, the whole range of things. It is roughly, typically over in most years, it's about 5% of what we do. That has gone up a little bit just because, yeah, we're having to help other states right now. What are the dangers of having abortion being banned for women? Well, the they're very broad, right? We know anytime that somebody has to travel for essential health care, you know, the the costs go up dramatically. Um, the risks of travel go up. You know, we've had folks who've gotten into car accidents coming to see us. Costs include, right, child care, transportation costs, missing work. Um, and there's a lot of folks that just can't do that. And so they don't get the services they want or need. Uh, you know, I was wondering, there are states that have, you know, curtailed or outlawed abortion, and they still might have a Planned Parenthood facility in their state. Are services preventing pregnancies, are they available in those Planned Parenthood offices? Yeah, absolutely. So a good example is there had been clinics in Boise and Meridian, and the Meridian uh, Planned Parenthood is still open and still serving a lot of folks. Um, they just can't do any abortion services. So um, there's a lot of coordination when, when patients show up there. 
wanting abortion services, they coordinate with us to help help get them here. But they're still doing a ton of contraception, you know, all, all those other services they're still providing. That's the goal, right, is for people to be very educated and aware of preventative sources, resources, so that they don't have to face the dilemma of choosing one way or the other. Yeah, at people having access to those options and exactly. to prevent. Exactly. How are you funded? We take private insurance, um, so we get a fair amount of, of insurance payments. You know, Oregon Health Plan we take, and then the state of Oregon has a reproductive health program that helps cover contraceptive services. We have a lot of donor funds, obviously, that contribute. And then, of course, you know, we have cash pay patients. So it's a combination of all those sources. So um, if I didn't have any money, if I had no resources, <clears throat> I could come in and be treated? Absolutely, yeah. Either between the reproductive health program, you know, we have uh, internal funds that can help, like uh, patient assistance funds. It was a good friend of mine who was instrumental in, in bringing Planned Parenthood to Central Oregon, and this was in the early 90s, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, it was very controversial. Are you still facing a lot of those kind of, uh, oh, what would they be objections, I guess, to having Planned Parenthood in Central Oregon? We see less like overall, we have a ton of support locally, um, I will say, but when I came from the health center today to come down here, we had protesters outside our building and and that happens every week we have protesters. So it's, it's definitely a balance. The support we have locally is more vocal now than it was in the, in the 90s for sure. Do you feel safe in, in the center? Uh, I do. Yeah, we, we certainly have security measures in place to help, you know, all of our staff and patients feel safe. Um, yeah. Good, good. One thing that I have a question about is uh, in regards to the abortion ban is receiving abortion pills by mail. Could you talk about um, if the ban includes that or the rules around that? So what I can speak to is how we, you know, Planned Parenthood Columbia Willamette has hand handled the situation. We do not mail abortion medication. We only mail it within the state of Oregon or Washington, the two states where we have health centers and we have our clinicians licensed in. Um, so if somebody does live out of state, they must physically be in the state of Oregon or Washington to do a telehealth abortion and to get those uh, medications. You know, I'm from the 60s. <laughs> you can't tell by my voice. Right? No, no, no. You're, but, uh, <laughs> you sound so young, Jackie, dear. Yes. Um, and this is a, a, a very important issue to me because I did grow up when it was illegal. But tell me, what are those abortion... I mean, I sound like a grandma, but really, what what are those abortion pills and... You know, how do they work and are they dangerous and things like that? Well, I'll start with they're, they're very, very safe. It's, they're one of the most studied medications. Um, they've been legal in the United States since 2001. Um, it's amifepristone and mesoprostol. It's a combination of two medications. There's a variety of ways that the regimen can happen. Um, and it introduces something similar to a miscarriage. Um, and we do it up to 11 weeks of pregnancy. So it can be done during most of the first trimester. And that's that's different from the morning after pill. Yeah, morning after pill prevents pregnancy before it occurs. So it's going to stop, you know, ovulation and, and different things to prevent the pregnancy. Do you provide those pills, morning after pills? We, absolutely, yep. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about this virtual luncheon that's happening because I know a lot of people want to su support you and this seems like a, a great way to support the mission that you're doing. And I think you're doing it in conjunction with the Planned Parenthood of Willamette. But we'll, we'll get into that after a break.
We're continuing our very important conversation here with Joanna Dennis-Cook, and she's from the Bend Health Center Planned Parenthood. She's the manager. And um, we wanted to talk about a virtual event that's coming up this week, which is why we wanted to have her on. But before we get to that, I wanted to just talk uh, about a couple things, you know. Um, first of all, what is the, you know, what what are the rules around abortion here in um or pregnancy termination, let's just call it that, um, around age, parental consent, rape, incest, you know, uh, amount of time. Just fill us in on what it's like here. Yeah, so we're very fortunate in the state of Oregon. We have very little restrictions. Um, There are, you know, age of consent for medical procedures is 15. So anyone under the age of 15 would need parental consent. We always encourage anyone under the age of 18 to have parents involved, um, but it's not required. And then as far as, you know, there's there's no specific limit on up to any specific gestational age or point in pregnancy um, when you can get a procedure. It obviously gets more difficult as you get further along to find providers that can perform those services. In um, the 60s, I worked for a free clinic in, in Long Beach. And the range of women needing this procedure um, was astounding to me from young teenagers, some who could not tell their parents or their parents would hit them and hurt them, to women who um, had too many, just too many children and with the cost of living. And so it, would, it was a very difficult process to observe someone make the decisions. And yet it was so wonderful when Roe v. Wade um, was passed. Do you have... What do you think the future might bring as far as reproductive rights and women? Do you think we're going to continue to go further in our restrictions or will we have a wake-up call? Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I had a crystal ball, yes, obviously. Yes, of course, yeah. Um, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm limited in how much, you know, politically I, I can talk about, but I do think the, you know, different ballot measures in different states this last November um, – People overwhelmingly support access to abortion services, and I think um, that's that's really promising. And it really, um, I, I think, gives me a lot of hope that we're going to move um, into a direction that goes back to more access for more people. Because we want a healthy nation, right? Absolutely. We want healthy women and healthy babies. Absolutely. Okay. Well, to that end, let's talk about, let's, you know, I want to leave time to talk about this virtual event that's coming up. Uh, that's on the 25th? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next Wednesday, 25th at noon. Um, and people can get more information. Uh, it's, so it's our annual luncheon. We, we do it every year. Um, it is partially a fundraiser, partially just uh, awareness raising. Um, and... More information is at www.ppcwannualluncheon.org. Um, there's a place to get tickets. Um, Let me would say that a, a little more slowly. Oh, so the, the website. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so www.ppcwannualluncheon.org. Um, people can get tickets there. It is a pay what you can. So people can pay as little as zero if they're interested in going. And I bet so if it's they, virtual. It is virtual. Virtual. And I'm thinking too, Jackie, that people could just Google Planned Parenthood 
right? Of central, of what CW stands for what? Uh, Columbia Willamette. We are, uh, the Bent Health Center is part of the affiliate that includes Portland, Salem, and Vancouver, Washington, and soon in a, a clinic in Ontario. Good. Okay, so what is going to go on if you click on the virtual luncheon? What's going to happen? Uh, so uh, there's several speakers presenting. Our keynote speaker is Olivia Giuliana, who is a um, Gen Z activist who raised over $2 million for abortion access um, wow. after being bullied online by a politician. Wow. wow. So she's going to be one of the speakers. Uh, other speakers, or yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, a lot of the other speakers, or the other speakers, are being kept as a surprise uh, oh. to us right now. So, um, and it's it's a you know it's not a, a big time commitment. It's usually about an hour, um, and always very enjoyable. Do you so find you just yeah? Go ahead. Go do ahead, you Casey. find by um, having women share their personal stories that you receive more attention and funding? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, right, that's true for a lot of a lot of issues um, that are controversial. I think anybody who can see the person and their real story, um, hear what somebody went through, um, it just humanizes it, and yeah. it makes it real. Yeah, absolutely, it does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, many of us, like I said, there was a wonderful movie. I think it was with Cher back in the '60s or '70s. Something about behind these closed doors, and it talked about, you know, abortions and and women who died. It was really very powerful. I'm sure it's something to revisit. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so if I get my ham sandwich <laughs> and I sit at my computer, it, it's at twelve o'clock. Yes, right. Is that what you said? Yeah. And I, so if I go online and I, it's by donation. I decide what I want to donate. I'll get a link to this virtual uh, summit or virtual luncheon. That's correct. Yep. And then you just log in at noon and you get to watch it and enjoy. Enjoy hearing about all the great things we're doing, and uh, of course, hearing from from amazing speakers. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun! Surprise speakers, <laughs> I love that. Surprise speakers, we're going to have some surprise speakers. Yeah. Are you finding that you're are, you're seeing an increase? You said earlier in our conversation about thirty thirty four percent. Thirty four percent increase in in. Um, need for abortion services. Now, what does Planned Parenthood think about, I guess, the Texas ruling where they're hoping to fine people who assist an individual in obtaining an abortion? And they could be fined up to $10,000. Could that impact Planned Parenthood? What I'll say is a lot of those, you know, it's tricky to... Interpret interpret how yes. laws are, would affect, but the state of Oregon has said that they're gonna you know they won't participate in those types of lawsuits um, as far as um, allowing people here to be sued or to be prosecuted. Planned Parenthood as a whole, right? We're, we're always against any sort of restrictions that make it harder for people to access needed services. The law in Idaho, which is our neighboring uh, neighboring state, uh, began enforcing its trigger ban on August 25th, and that prohibits abortion at all stages of pregnancy, with exceptions for life of the per- uh, pregnant person or for survivors of rape and incest who have reported the incident to law enforcement. Now, I mean, wow, having a, a, a child have to go report that law to somebody, you know, is um, seems draconian. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard enough to admit it, let alone have to 
prosecute. So we really appreciate what you, what, what, what we're doing. And we appreciate uh, Oregon, the laws in Oregon that are really protecting women. And um, so they, they don't have to go through things like that. So in our last minute, we have just a, a minute left. Again, I'd like you to slowly tell me how people can, two things. I'd like them to know how they can support us here in Oregon, how they can support you. Also, how they can find out more about that virtual event on Wednesday that I'll be attending. Yeah, so the the website for the to get tickets for the luncheon is uh, PPCW annualluncheon.org um, we as far as support <clears throat> obviously donations are always welcome they do go help to directly help our patients and then um, we're currently recruiting volunteers for um, here in Bend and then if people are in other parts of the state and if you go to ppcw.org there's a volunteers link and you can fill out an application to become a volunteer either in the health center or um, doing patient escort outside when we have protesters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What a great volunteer opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Well, um, our time's up. Thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate this. This is really, you know, Carolyn and I are about really supporting women, and we feel this is an important issue to talk about. Thank you again, and best of luck on the, uh, the luncheon. If you just tuned in, you were listening to Joanna Dennis Cook from Bend Health Center Planned Parenthood. Thank you for joining us today on The Point. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert. For more information or the KPOV program schedule, go to kpov.org. We welcome feedback. Drop us a line, podcast at kpov.org.